Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris Williams, Chris. Chris Hassel, two guys named Chris, presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, seedsmanship at work. Hello, happy Thursday, and welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. We're on Iowa Everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're on YouTube. Facebook, Twitter. Maybe you're just downloading the podcast later. We welcome you to today's program. We have a lot to talk about. Is it a Cyhawk Thursday for men's basketball? The women's basketball teams played an awesome one last night in Hilton Coliseum. We'll break it all down. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. We are in the Channel Seed Studios. It's Hassel. Uh, you are still in your winter wonderland. I am. And I've got the the winter Starbucks here this morning because mm. the wife's gone, so I don't have coffee at home. So I had to go out and so you actually uh, had to get leave my Starbucks. Your house to get coffee. Yeah, I did. I did. And you know what? I mean, it, I'm down bad, dude. I mean, it's it's worse than I, I even imagined on Monday. What have you eaten this week? Well, I I just kind of go back and forth between Jersey Mike's and Chipotle. Um, but the dog got up like five to seven times in the middle of the night on Monday and Tuesday. So I took her into the vet yesterday. They couldn't get her to go at all. So they had to keep her overnight. So she's not here. I had to go to the doctor a couple days ago because I've got this thing in my throat that won't go away. I, I swear, man. You I Poor bastard. Yeah, I know. I It's, it's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> but Hawks won last night. That was a fun game to watch. It really was. I, I think both teams are are proud of what they did. Both fan bases are happy. Which that was a 14-point line. 14. Yeah. And Iowa State had, what, the lead with, I don't know, he's in the fourth quarter. He had that juicy they, wiggle they going. The five and under, under four minutes to play. Iowa State had the lead. And then the the old dogs of, of Iowa, is, is Finley put it, he didn't use the, that exact phrase, but that veteranness took over. Um, Kate Martin was awesome. I knew that was a matchup Iowa State was a little bit concerned about because you knew Caitlin Clark is going to mm. just do what she does. And she was very Caitlin Clark last night, put up a ton of shots, but scored 35. Scored every point for Iowa in the third quarter of that game. I thought the, wild. the two biggest plays in the game, though, were out of that timeout where Iowa State took the lead. The place is jumping. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark drove it into the paint, and dished it off to a teammate Yeah, for back-to-back buckets. It was the two assists that she made. I thought that was the key moment in that game when Iowa went on that quick 8-1 run to kind of re- retake the lead and then put it away. I, I was there. The atmosphere was incredible. I, I, I th- That was one of my favorite women's basketball games I've ever watched in, in the state of Iowa, and I've been to hundreds of them. And it was just, it was so entertaining. You had the best player in the country up against on the other side. So Iowa State's rotation goes eight deep, mainly seven. One player only played six minutes last night. She's a junior. So five of the seven in the main rotation are true freshmen that Bill Finley's trotting out there. So it was just this, for an Iowa State fan, you go into it really with nothing to lose, right? Like, like mm-hmm. Audie Crook said after the game, nobody thought we were going to win except them. And then on the other, so you're watching these like really talented young players, and then you get to watch Clark on top of it. That's, you know, maybe the best women's basketball player of all time. It was awesome. The sold out crowd. I, I love this that the men's game is not sold out yet. <laughs> that's wild. 
that the women's game sold out, but the men's game hasn't. That's so cool to me. Like I, I mean, I wish the men's game would sell out, but I just I love it for the women, the game of women's basketball that we're in that spot. And what stood out to me is, and this is a testament to Iowa State fans and Iowa State women's basketball in particular, all the fans that they've built, that fan base they've built over the years, and the great crowd is that I, I didn't hear any cheers for Caitlin Clark and for Iowa when they would make big runs. Sure, you had the contingent behind the bench, and it was like Dallas Clark behind the bench and family members and all that. But there, you didn't have this throng of people from the Des Moines area that just wanted to come up and get the Caitlin Clark experience and, and cheer on Caitlin Clark and that whole traveling circus. This was an Iowa State yes. sellout, an Iowa State crowd. And the students showed up too. That was really impressive. You just don't – you rarely get that for women's basketball. Um, and that – and I thought it was really cool what ESPN did, putting all their resources into it. Yes, it was more shaded toward Caitlin Clark. Let's be honest, though. That's that's the main reason this game got that kind of treatment and was on yeah. ESPN2 in that time slot exactly. is because of Caitlin Clark. You got a great crew, had a great studio crew. Kevin Connors, who's a, a, an avid listener to uh, Two Guys Named Chris, was in the studio with Carolyn Peck. Yeah, they were counting down Caitlin Clark's road to 3,000. But Clark was was great. I mean, she delivered. She was great. She was awesome in postgame, too. She was very gracious to Bill Finley. And I, I remember it's, it's how I developed a relationship with Caitlin when I did play-by-play for Iowa State. They were recruiting her. She was in Hilton all the time before <laughs> she became a Hawkeye. So this is a relationship that goes way back. She... Caitlin at her core really just wants to grow women's basketball and she knows the you know the Finley legacy there where they've been top five in attendance for almost two decades at Iowa State and she was awesome in post game. You could tell she was having fun. She was playing the heel a little bit last night on the court down the stretch. The one thing I noticed about the crowd so in the women's games I sit up in the concourse when I go. There's a media section. So you have to kind of walk through the, you know, like the concourse of Hilton to to get back to the media area. There were so many young people at this game. The clone cone line was like twice of what it is at a normal men's game because I feel like the men's games draw more adults mm-hmm. in general. The tickets are more expensive. It's just usually the games are later at night. The the game last night there were so many. Um, like my daughters went, my daughters don't get to games very often. Cause I'm always working. Like there were so many young people at this game and there were pockets where Caitlin would hit a three and it would be like, ah! you could tell it was like young girls mm-hmm. yelling and, and cheering her on. Like my sister is an Iowa state fan hassle, but she also loves Caitlin Clark. So she was texting me during the game. She went to it, brought a bunch of people that, She's like, yeah, this is weird. I'm rooting for Iowa State, but I also clap when Caitlin scores. Well, geez, so, that goes totally against what I said a couple minutes ago where I didn't yeah. hear any of that on the broadcast. Well, I, I expected more of it. Yeah, no, I, it definitely was was not the majority, but the point is how Caitlin will just transcend things, and she she most certainly did that last night. It, it was cool. ESPN had like one of their national college basketball writers there. Uh, it was it. It felt like a really, really big deal, and it was deserving. Uh, correction: We do have a couple people in the comments saying that the men's game tonight has sold out now, so that's good. I figured it would. It just didn't happen as quickly, I guess, as as the women's game did. But nonetheless, talking about the basketball a little bit, a few things. Finley's team is is super exciting, and they're going to take lumps playing that many freshmen in the Big Twelve. They've got a shot to be an NCAA tournament team. I don't know if many people thought that before last night. I think they clearly do. Audie Crooks is, I think, Chris, I think she'll be the Big 12 player of the year before she graduates. That was kind of her coming out party. Doubled Two true freshmen with double doubles last night for Iowa State. So I, I was really impressed with them. And then Iowa, though, we've talked about it on this show, man. Like, Cezano's absence is really glaring. It's I mean, when you have. So not, I always call her. Are you Susanna. doing this on purpose? You're trolling the Hawks. No, I always call her that. I called her that when she was Susano. Sonano. 
Well, it's like mm-hmm. CZ, isn't it? Yeah. Her name is like CZ. So don't make excuses. This yeah, it is. This is how she pronounces her name. Her absence is glaring, though, when you watch oh, yeah. that game last night. Caitlin's going to have to point, go look, 35. I mean, any win against Iowa State in Hilton, rivalry, great. The way Iowa responded, I, I just don't know if this is a top five team right now because of that glaring issue inside. And we saw Iowa State exploit that many times in that game with much younger players. You go up against a, a team that has, you know, we saw it with Kansas State in that first matchup, go up against a team that can that can do stuff inside. Iowa could be in trouble if Caitlin Clark isn't making 35, 40% of her shots. No doubt. Yeah, it, it was a great game. It was highly entertaining. I love the women's product. I love the quarters. Uh, I thought both It's so much better. Look, I I, I get reminded of that every time I watch a women's game. I'm sitting there. The the game has been great. It's winding down. There's like a minute to go. And I look at my my phone and the clock. And it's like 40 after the hour. Yeah. And this game is already pretty much winding down and over. That game took like an hour and 45 minutes. It tipped off, I think, at five after. Um, the first half took like 40 minutes. That's all it was. And you just you don't get deep into foul trouble. You don't get deep into like uh, the, the double bonus as it is in, in men's. I think that's the biggest difference is that in men's basketball, the fouls, obviously, they don't reset until the end of each half. In women's, they do. They reset at the quarter. So you're not getting into these situations where teams are shooting for the last 11 minutes of the half. It was awesome. The um, I thought both coaches were great too. Finley had a great game plan to keep his team in that game early, and then I I thought Bluter was brilliant in the in the second half of that game. Some of the changes that she made to neutralize Audie Crooks in perimeter defense, the way that Iowa was doing it, it, it was a it was a great showcase for our state. I want to thank Fairway Meat and Grocery. Here we go. They want us to help sell we're going to help give away meat boxes for christmas we oh, want to encourage baby. people to say buy their box? buy their friends meat boxes mm. for the holidays what do you think about that baby you can use I promo that's a code great idea chris fairwaymeatmarket.com <clears throat> promo code chris will get you 10% off all orders that's c h r i s yeah we ain't chris carter Chris is in Chris Hassel. Fairwaymeatmarket.com. Yeah, because you can do it like you did. You just get a meat box shipped anywhere you want. want to ship it to Alaska? We'll ship it to Alaska, anywhere you want to go. So is this just yeah. for meat boxes, or is this for like grocery orders? Do we know? I, be- I believe it's good only at the meat market website. Love it. Meat market, we're, baby. We're just giving away meat. We don't do sites. If it didn't have a mother, we don't care. That's the Big news. My dad gets a prime rib every Christmas to cook for the first time ever. He got his from Fairway. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well done, Mr. Hassel. Well done. We are in the Channel Seed Studios. Tonight's men's <clears throat> game. I have not seen a point spread. Matt, could you pull it up for us? Find a point spread. I did know. I did note that I thought Ken, Ken Palm had it at six. I would sounds guess, about sharp. right. That's what we were guessing it would be. Yeah, I would guess that money would. Probably if it's anything be on more Iowa. than six, I'm going uh, Iowa. If it's, it's like anything more than six, seven points for Iowa State. Wow, that's oh, steamed up. Okay. I would totally take Iowa at that number. <clears throat> yeah, right? that's that's it's quite a bit of points. Yeah, this is a really weird game as far as like handicapping it goes to me with Iowa State because we. I was talking to a couple of Iowa writers last night, Chris, who really haven't seen Iowa State play much because it's been football season, you're traveling with basketball, it's, it's hard. And I think a lot of people still have this notion that Iowa State's just going to <clears throat> play this disgusting style of ball <laughs> and slow it down. So the last two years, my friend, Iowa State has been in the 300s in tempo. This year, they're in the top 100. So this is a very different stylistic 
Iowa State basketball team. I think that I mean there's probably some Iowa fans watching right now who haven't watched the Cyclones this year. It's a different deal. Uh, I mentioned on Monday, I'm not sure if they really quite know what their identity is yet. They are still searching, and that's what makes me a little bit nervous about tonight with an Iowa team that I don't think is as talented top to bottom as Iowa State. But, man, you know exactly what they are, who they are, and what they're going to do. That's well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Are, do you think TJ is comfortable getting into a super high-scoring up-and-down affair with Iowa tonight? Um. Do I think he wants to? Probably not. But I also think that he is a coach, coaches more to his players than he asks his players to, you know, move to him, if that makes sense. And I don't think this team has a Gabe Kalsher, an Isaiah Brockington, a Jazz Koontz when it comes to the defensive mindset. I think they'll be fine defensively. I don't think they're going to be terrible. But they've got guys who can get out and run and s- score this year, and they're they're trying to evolve the program that way. So, I mean, maybe in, in instances, but they, they truly believe their best form of offense is get a defensive rebound and run and get it into the paint and get to the free throw line. I, that's how Iowa State wants to play. So, yeah, I think that they will. If I don't know what the number is on this game, but I would guess tonight's a very high-scoring game. Oh, the total? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the line is anywhere. You can find it anywhere from six and a half to seven and a half. And I, I mean, if you can get a seven and a half, I'd go Iowa big time. Um, I also wouldn't put too much into the Iowa team we saw and the game film we saw from Iowa at Purdue. That I don't think that's the Iowa team that's going to show up tonight. Oh, Iowa State doesn't have any post presence like that. They just don't. And that's always usually uh, these Fran McCaffrey teams. Usually, that's the, the biggest problem. I mean, if if you got guys inside that that can score it, can bang around, it, Iowa's in for a long night. And that's what happened at Purdue. I, I think Iowa's going to have a much better effort tonight, a much better chance tonight. The matchup sucks at Purdue. That, that they they never play well at Mackey, and that was just that was a. I said it on the. I hope everybody followed me on this. Made a lot of money because of you, Christopher. I said, I mean, that that is a lock. Purdue, I think the, when when we gave the line out, it was 12 and a half. Purdue minus 12 and a half. That, that was about as easy of a line as, as you're going to find in college basketball this year because of Purdue coming off that loss at Northwestern. You knew they were going to be coming out just guns a-blazing, firing on all cylinders, and they did. And if I'm Iowa State, I'm not, I'm not watching too much of that game film. I'm not letting the guys watch too much of that game film because I think you might get a false sense of the Iowa team you're going to see tonight because it's going to be different, I think. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest. if I really wish Iowa State had Hassan Ward. I mean, that would be massive mm. tonight because he's their best rim protector, and that, that would go a long way, but they don't. I think before the season, I mean, if, I had, if I'm being just brutally honest here, my expectations have dropped. I still think Iowa State's a tournament team. I thought they had the potential to be like a three to a five seed. I would bounce that from like five to seven now, five to mm-hmm. eight, just after the first month of the season. What are your thoughts on Iowa after seeing what you have so far compared to where you were to now? Um, I, I think they're right where I thought they'd be. Okay. They surprised me a little bit with the way they were able to hang with Creighton on the road. Um, and they... They've had some ugly performances as well, but against good teams like Oklahoma looks like a really good team. Purdue is a team that could be again a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I I think they're right on the cusp of being a tournament team. I think they're going to be a bubble team this season. I don't think there's a lot of talent. Um, that do- doesn't necessarily mean they can't be a good team. I thought. Peyton Sanford would have more of an impact early in this season. There are times he's just disappeared and hasn't been hasn't been impactful on the floor. Uh, Tony Perkins again continues to be up and down. Like he could take over a game at times, but I know you've always wanted that out of him. So have I. Like 
be the alpha dog of this team. Take it over. He, he hasn't been able to do that yet. And so Iowa doesn't really have a go-to guy. I thought it would be Sanford. I really did. It hasn't been. The, the best player on Iowa so far this season has been a guy that doesn't even start. He's a true freshman, Owen Freeman, out of the he, Quad he, Cities. I couldn't agree more. He he seems like the next great player that Fran McCaffrey has. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a guy who could have a huge impact tonight with Iowa State not having much of an inside game either. I mean, he's yeah, Iowa's so inside game. For those Iowa fans who are watching haven't seen the cyclone so Hassan Ward has been out he has like a I think it's like a stress fracture or something so he's their true five so now Iowa State is playing a four at the five which is fine against these bad bye games but it's really stood out I think when Iowa State has played like real high major competition which Mm -hmm. obviously Iowa most certainly is so we'll we'll see I the the matchup too that that's just weird to me is Iowa State. It's it's weird. I don't know, Chris, if it's if it's bad luck or if it's bad defense. But like Iowa State's defensive numbers are still in the top fifteen, but their three point defense is in the bottom like third of college basketball. Teams are hitting the three against Iowa State this year. In Orlando, all three of those teams hit the three against Iowa State. It, it clips higher than what they normally do. DePaul did the same thing. So, like, Ken Palm does a luck thing. It says Iowa State's one of the unluckiest teams in college basketball this year. You can't put all of it in that. But I just – I feel like if if I'm looking at a matchup for this basketball game tonight, I'm an Iowa fan. That's the one I'm looking at that – I know Iowa's not as live and die by the three as, like, the perception probably is. They They really aren't. But I, I think they have a shot to get hot early. And that, that to me, is the key. If Iowa get – because we've seen a lot of times at this game in Hilton where, man, once that crowd is into Iowa, like, it, it's tough. Because it, they really hate you guys. You know, like, this is a, it's a real thing. But I, I just think if, if Iowa go out and hit three threes in the first ten minutes of the game, like, they got a real shot to win this. I truly believe that. I just I don't see Iowa State just totally running away with it, and maybe I'm wrong, but that seven and a half seems seems high. Um, I think this is a a bounce back spot for Iowa. Uh, I think there's more pressure on Iowa State. I don't know if that makes much sense, but it, that's just the way it feels to me. They're, they're expected to have the better team, the better season. They've taken. I think more lumps early in this season than Iowa has. And you're yeah. going to have a fan base that expects to go out there and win tonight. And if Iowa is in this game, I mean, you're thinking, geez, beat us last year without Keegan Murray. You're going to do it again. Because remember last year, that, that was basically a pick em, right? Coming down to it. Yeah. In fact, I think Iowa State closes the favorite because of the Murray news. As I remember it, it was really weird. The Murray news, we thought once that got out there, that the line would yeah. move to Iowa we State. We were in Vegas. We were at the sports book when this happened. Yeah. yeah. And for whatever reason, I mean, that just, like, Iowa just came out guns ablaze. I mean, just reinvigorated without their star player and just ran away with it. Remember how ugly that game was? Remember me just laughing and you and Bloom's face? Yeah, you were really, really arrogant during that. Right. Well, that so. was a pathetic performance from Iowa State. Pathetic. I didn't realize this. Bloom told me this yesterday that Iowa got out to a twenty-one to two lead in that game. Yeah, I mean it was it was crazy. It was a buzz saw. We just sawed your cock right off. Inappropriate. Are you you're going to be there tonight? Right. I will be there. Yeah. Are you going to be in those same shitty seats? Wait, will they put you up in the rafters? No, I'm on the floor at men's games. Okay, so they put you up there. They put you way up on top for women's games, but not for men's games. I, I believe I could have sat down low. I, I it is a. I actually. Oh, you're really scared. Like, you're scared, aren't you? You're scared after Randy Peterson got his leg broken. You're worried something's going to happen to you. Sat with Rand. I actually like last night. I. Be honest, my my guy Chad Lysico was up top, and I, I 
wanted to sit with him. And I thought that was him next to uh, next to you on that picture that you sent with your daughter. Yeah, yeah, that was Chad. And I I like the concourse seats at Hilton. It's like a fifty yard line seat. It, it it's really tough to beat. Could you see over Ashley Jones's dad, who was standing <laughs> in front of you screaming the whole game? Uh, I don't know if he was removed or he disappeared after like the first he- quarter. I. I think he was just too amped up and he had to go like walk around or something. <laughs> well, it's oh, a good Brian. thing he wasn't down lower to hear some of the things Caitlin Clark was saying because you could hear them on the broadcast. Man, Dude, there was one pissed. that she, Caitlin, absolutely would have gotten teed up for if the ref would have been looking at her. So he called a foul on, the, on Iowa State. Caitlin was backing into the basket or something like that. And he he calls the foul. It was just a late whistle. And Caitlin turned to this guy and says, make the fucking call. <laughs> like you can see it. And he didn't see her though. If he would have, it's an automatic T in any. There, there were a couple times and even the broadcast crew called it out. They're like, well, well that's really fortunate that uh, she wasn't uh, teed up there for that. <laughs> God. It, she is something. I mean, I, I, I tend to still think I, I, I still lean back on this that while she is a total hothead, and there's no nobody can deny that. If you're an Iowa fan, Iowa State fan, it is still a double standard because she takes way more shit for it than men's players do. And you know what? I don't think th- there's anything wrong with what she does. Or for Iowa State fans hating on her because of it, no. As Cyclone Larry not. says, there's no, there's nothing wrong with hating your rival. No. You know, you don't you don't like that. Great, I, I that's fine. You you shouldn't. You're, you're a rival. Look, there there are some fans, as you said, that are fans of both of theirs, and and that's great too. You can be different kinds of fans. You can. You cannot like the way Caitlin Clark plays. Fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself. And I, I love the fact, too, that the women's game has gotten to the point where the fans just talk shit with it as much as they do. The oh, men. yeah. It, I saw it, one tweet it, today. Not I'm more. not sure who it was from. It was an Iowa State fan. But he it was like uh, he, he he put together this video of you know, Caitlin Clark yelling at officials and pushing players and missing shots. And congratulations to Caitlin Clark. More misses than anyone in women's college basketball <laughs> history. Uh, it's great. The Iowa the, State the fans t- will be nuts tonight, though. They the, the students started camping out after the women's game last night. So they went from the student section oh, really? to the line. Good. So there, there were hundreds of them camped out last night outside of... And it's cold out. Like, it, it's not... It's Not cold exactly. out here, man. It's it's freezing down here. What are you gonna say? It's like there's 70. iguanas falling out of the trees. It's fi- it was 58 degrees when I woke up. Wow. I slept in this Hawkeye hoodie. It was that cold. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, that and be- I'm by myself. I usually have my dog and my wife in the bed, and they're both gone. The dog's gone. I told you this earlier in the show. Why don't you listen? Well, she, yeah. she had to spend the night at the vet. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I took it as like gone, gone. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's at the vet. Gone, okay. gone. I was like, Kristen didn't take her to Yukon, or not Yukon, to Connecticut. Dogs at Yukon. the vet. Yeah, my wife's up there taking in Yukon games up in stores. She's up at stores. Um. All right. Let's do our kitchen refresh segment here. Uh, this is important real quick. I, I heard from our friends at Kitchen Refresh. So a lot of you I know are on the fence to do this or not because I've heard from you. I got some information from these guys. Prices will go up in 2024 because it's all... I'm starting to wonder too, like the, the whole inflation thing, like everybody is charging more and like their supplies. This isn't our friends at Kitchen Refresh wanting to charge you more. Everything's just costing more. But if you lock in your commitment now, before the end of 2023, you can save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars 
for your kitchen refresh by No Pros. It's the same. They, they offer 0% cash financing. I'm telling you, this is a great time to do it if you're wanting to use your tax refund or something on that. So kitchenrefreshiowa.com. And that's kitchenrefreshiowa.com. Or you can call 515-661-0800. Do you know how much my server cost for Cyclone Fanatic is going up in 2024? It's almost three times more than in the past. Your server? Can you explain to me how server prices what is because this? What do you of inflation? Mean a like the the web server that keeps the website up? Okay. I, I don't do you even know what that is. No. You're such a prima donna talent. You don't know the you don't know what goes into any of this. I don't know the ins and outs of all of it. I just Jeez. I I just I just perform. I show up, it's all laid out there. Like the the panties my mother laid out for me. You really did. You really did forget where you came from. You staffed a one man bandit back here in Des Moines, and now you just show up and read lines. I was laughing at our friend Keith Murphy the other day. He he put out a tweet of it was like a scrum at an interview, and Keith was trying to be like really insightful. He goes, "Oh, this would be a great picture to show journalism students how they're all multitasking." Look at the look at the TV guys. They're holding their own cameras and their microphones. And I was like, Jesus, like Keith, you, you used to have a cameraman hold the camera for you. I've never seen that in my life. Well, that is a good point. And I kind of snickered at that, too, because I was like, well, I, I did the same thing. Like, this isn't I, I never had someone holding the microphone for me unless like my dad came to the game with me and I asked him to help me out. But like Keith, Keith grew up with a silver spoon. I mean, when he came up, the glory days of local TV, he had some minions there with him all the time, shooting the shot, holding the microphone, and Keith would just sit down in a chair in the back, take notes. Yeah, he didn't have to cut his teeth like I used we to, did. I was their bitch for an entire summer. Yeah, you had to go and like let Andy's dogs out. Yeah, Andy'd be like, "Hey, uh." Archie needs fed by 5.30. Can you make sure and get there? <laughs> now. Yeah, I'll make sure and do it, Andy. No, now. I'm telling you to go now, you little pissant. I used to hate when Keith would send me out with an intern to, like, go shoot something, go do a story or video. I hated it. I wanted to be by myself. And there was one time he sent me all the way to, like, Fort Dodge, with an intern to do something. And it was early in the morning. I was tired. And I I just, I, we got in the car and I said, look, this is nothing against you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk this entire ride. You said this to the intern? Yes. Was yes. it Blake Anderson? No, it was, a, it was a woman. It was a girl. I said, don't, this is nothing to do with you. I'm going to turn the radio on. I'm going to listen. I'm not going to make small talk. I, I just can't do it today. I'm sorry. And she was fine with it. The The life of an intern in local TV is not glorious. Well, you don't even get paid most of the time. No, you lose money. Because like, I had to drive down from Ames and drive my own car everywhere because of the insurance implications. They wouldn't let you drive a station vehicle. You're not going to believe this. I'm, I'm guessing you have not heard this story. This is crazy. So I, I, you know, I start at age 22 in Des Moines at WHO TV as a sports reporter anchor, and you know, I'm, I'm driving the news car all over here and fro and all that for years. All okay? the live long day. Years, all the live long day, and night. And I turn like 25. I've been there like three years. Okay. The station decides to go get some like cheap ass podunk car insurance. They switch car insurance providers to save money. Okay. So the new car insurance providers, what they do is they, they, they go back and they look at like all of the, the, the driving records of all the people at the station. 
Well, they find that when I was like 17 years old, I got three tickets at once and lost my license. Because of that, they would not insure me to drive the station car anymore. So the station was like, okay, what are we going to do? Brandon McCauley was an intern at the time, and he just became my de facto driver for a year. He had to drive me everywhere. I was That's not great. allowed to drive the car. Good for you. You had your own driver. Yeah. Well, the, the Brandon, you know, he's he's driving me all over. He does such a good job. They hire him full time. Now he's That's working awesome. for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Doing Brandon's a great job the in their video department. Big time. Keith was great for me because I had a full time job at the time with Cyclone or with Cyclone Nation. And he basically just like let me work on that during He'd be like, "Hey, go to the Iowa Cubs game, get like three highlights, come back, and you can write, it, you can work on your stories." Okay. Trent in the comments, I, I don't know if he's Nostradamus or if he knows you very well or Aiden very well, but he's spot on with with Aiden because he says, <laughs> basically, he's he's like, well, I bet Aiden's driving around that Cyclone Fanatic car. He's driven that bad boy. Aiden is. Chris's biatch. Aiden is the Chris, most reliable intern he, he is, ever have. But like whenever Chris wants to go out and start boozing, like <laughs> well, Aiden can drive us. He'll be he our drink. DD. And Aiden, bless his heart, doesn't drink and doesn't care. He, he goes loves out, it. has a great time, drives yeah. everybody around. And we pay and that's him. why. That's why, you know what? Kids, get these unpaid internships. Do a good job like Brandon McCauley did, like Aiden did. Aiden's going to come on full-time with us. How about that? Yeah. It's the best. Be a biatch for a year or so. And, like, be reliable. Pay your dues. There's two things I would tell anybody, and it doesn't matter what line of work you're in. You have to be reliable and do what you say you're going to do is number one. But two, it's like you need to, when you're ever in an organization, make yourself invaluable. Make it so like your bosses think like, oh man, if we lose that guy, we are fucked. That's how we are with Van Winkle in this show. This show would be a mm -hmm. disaster if it weren't for Van Winkle. I'm a little offended. Why is that? You said said Aiden was the best intern you've ever had. You know, I was your very first intern. You know what I always tell Aiden? (laughs) Look where I am now. I said you and Matt Van Winkle. Hey, I said, how hilarious was Wink. it, by the way, what? when, was it Keith or Andy? And we're talking about Van Wink, and that one of them was like, oh yeah, I love Van Wink. God, he was so great when he was an intern here at Channel 13, did a great job. And Van Wink was like, I was working there full time. I wasn't never an intern. <laughs> yeah, I was never an intern there. I worked for them for three years. And Who was it? Was it Keith or Andy that, that said that? Uh, it was Keith, but it's it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Was a, it was he, my first he show. He thought you were an intern the whole time. I basically was. I basically was. Well, sound off. I basically did the work of an intern, yes. It is a great <laughs> lesson, though, like to not be a shithead. Because we, Matt was with me, and I called Keith, and Keith got him that job. His first job at channel, like in it. But if Matt was a shithead, I never would have called like my mentor and said like, "Hey, I really think you should hire this guy," because then you're putting mm-hmm. your ass on the line, right? So don't be an idiot. That's a it's a good lesson for the day. <laughs> don't be an idiot. <sighs> uh, Cyclone. So we, this all started with the kitchen refresh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we got to do that. Have, by the way, have they started on your kitchen yet? No, I haven't heard. Probably be after the holidays, I would think. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess mine is I'm really just anxious to see what this offensive coordinator thing happens with Iowa. And I know this was on your notes as well. I, I'm my kitchen refresh for Iowa and, and I know it's not gonna happen. God damn it. Get get a different mindset in there. Like bring somebody from the outside. I don't want another I thought about it. Like at first, I'm like, remember, I was like, bring the Wyoming guy back. No, like they need new ideas. They need new 
It just fresh across the board. I'm not saying bring in Dana Holgerson and run the damn air raid, but I'm watching these things. I'm watching these hires that are going on around the country. Don't hire from within. Don't don't get a Kirk Ferentz guy. Get somebody who will tell him no. Does Paul Chris do anything for you? That's the name I keep hearing. And uh, the good here's the good side of it. One head coach, been a successful coordinator. Knows Iowa football inside out. Well, that's the one thing that I would say with Chris. Like, he earned it as an offensive yes. coordinator. Absolutely. That's how he got the head coaching job that is the at Wisconsin. Because he was good as an offensive coordinator. Correct. So but that is he a, runs that style of offense that, you know, is is outdated. Now, could you, can he run it better point. than, than you, Brian did? I don't know. Will Kirk let him? Could That's the question. Could you draw up a more boring pair of offensive minds than Kirk Ferentz and Paul Chris? No. Mm-hmm. At least he's competent, though. You know, and, I, and damn it, the more I hear, and I don't like to kick a guy when he's down. I don't know Brian Ferentz. He's fu- like I've met him one time, and he was very kind to me. I was in Iowa City with my daughter, and he was very kind to me. So, like, but it, it just. The more I dig into this, I just want to point out it's not personal. He, it just what I'm hearing, like the incompetence in that room, was so much, and it, and it obviously bled onto the field. We all saw it. Chris, is, Chris has proven that he that that he is not that, and that's a huge upgrade. So that I, I don't think if I'm if I'm an Iowa fan, if they hire Paul Chris, like I'm not mad about it. I'm probably a little bit like, eh. All right, this probably isn't going to change that much, but I don't know how much you need to change, right? It just needs to be competent and god damn it, develop a quarterback. So I I'm dancing around it. I'm not crazy about the hire, but I think they could do a lot worse. What do you think if Chris is the guy? I think that's a good way to put it. They could do worse than Paul Christ. Yeah. Yes. I think it's possible they do do worse than than Paul Christ. I mean, the other name that has been thrown around this whole time is Budemeyer. That's the other name I heard too, and uh, and he's the guy that he's the Wisconsin guy that brought in Deacon Hill. <laughs> that um, would be a bad hire. <laughs> he's the volunteer guy who brought in the fourth string quarterback. <laughs> Chris, I, I just, I, I really don't see how it changes. I don't. Like, is Kirk Ferentz really going, at this point, is he really going to change now? Well, he's certainly not acting like it in his comments. No. Fact, you know, like a man who's going we to know in. that had Beth Getz and the president not stepped in and made this happen, Brian Ferentz would be back next season as the offensive coordinator. Why? Well, you know we won 10 games, right? That's why. And Kirk Ferentz is, bowl game. is still pissed about yeah, New Year's Day bowl game, which is meaningless. And that's another reason why I think they're going to be hurt in this whole process is because Kirk Ferentz thinks this the bowl game, he thinks it's you know the year 2005 and this bowl game matters. And so they're going to focus all their time and energy on this dumbass bowl game and not where it needs to be which is figuring out who the offensive coordinator is going to be. Chad Lystico just reported yesterday that Kirk Ferentz does not know who the offensive coordinator is going to be. And if he does know, he hasn't told anybody, meaning the players. So the players don't know. We've got people in the portal right now. We've got players making big decisions. you got to know who the offensive coordinator is going to be and what kind of offense it's going to be. Who that is going to be. Good point. You just saw Texas A&M and Penn State. They've already made moves for their offensive coordinator. Colin like Klein, that was afford, a shocker to me. You can't afford to wait. You can't afford to wait until after the bowl game. And, well, we wait until the season is done, and then we evaluate everything. You, this day and age, you cannot do that. And I, I fear that that's exactly what they're going to do. Great points. I mean, that's it's the same point as why a lot of these schools fire their coaches in week seven now to just get ahead of like this entire 
cycle. Phil Parker wins the Broyles Award. Shouldn't this guy have won the Broyles Award like three years in a row, if we're being honest? <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, isn't he the most like perfect Broyles Award winner ever? Yes. Well, we won 10 games because of that guy. Phil Parker got his flowers. Now get him some fucking help. Okay? Like, he's doing all he can. You need to do all you can, Kirk. Like, get this guy some competency on the other side and see how good this team could be. Don't give me this why we won 10 games bullshit. We, we have eyes. We watch the games. There's a reason why Iowa is a touchdown dog to a team that's ranked 10 spots behind them. God, I don't think Tennessee is that good. No, they're not. They really aren't. I think but Iowa they can score win. points. Yeah, you're right. I think Iowa touched a pull by getting them and not Ole Miss. I don't know if uh, I would have wanted to watch I that agree. game. Or LSU. Yeah. They're well, both better than Tennessee. You got anything for Iowa State? Well, I, I kind of already went through it, and it's on the basketball side. Oops. It's, yeah. it's do not put anything into what you saw from Iowa against Purdue. Like, if I'm totally TJ, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm shielding the players' eyes. I'm not even letting them watch that game film. Unless you specifically see something from that game film, you're like, you know what? We've got to do this. This is what we've got to do. Like, don't even let them see that. Because that's going to give them a false the, sense of the team they're going to see tonight. When I watch Iowa, they remind me a lot of Virginia Tech, who just beat Iowa State. Very similar, up and down the board. I, I'm worried about tonight. I honestly am. I would not not gambling advice. I would not play Iowa State at seven and a half. That seems dangerous to me. You said that's not gambling advice. Well, I'm just, I don't know how to talk about gambling anymore. Why? What happened? Did something bad happen? No, nothing bad happened. Did someone fo follow your advice and lose their mortgage? I hope not. Sure hope not. I'll, um, yeah, I'll be in Hilton tonight. I can't wait. Really looking forward to it. Is Don coming over from Muscatine? He's a huge Hawkeye fan, passionate Hawkeye fan. You'd think he'd come and support his team. Just a couple hours away. Is he He's, not doing that? My dad is one of the bigger fraud fans out there. Are we on our text chain? You know, Dave Z is... He's in full college basketball mode. A few people love control. college basketball more than Dave Zabalinski. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah. We, we, the other day, he was like, oh, Iowa-Purdue tonight. Yeah, yeah. And my dad's like, I don't care. I'm still in football mode. <laughs> Bull games. Yeah. So he that's that's gonna be his excuse if they my dad if they don't win. It's like huge I don't care. Van full of young girls <laughs> up from Clorinda to watch the game last night. All decked out in cyclone gear. My dad is not the Iowa State fan that will cheer on Caitlin Clark. <laughs> uh and if I know my old man, when they rolled into Ames, he started like bumping like jock jams just to get everybody in the van fired up. By the way, did you see after I talked about the cat rubbing its ass all over the carpet, which is the gif your dad always uses, yeah, later on in the one. day, he tweeted out a dog rubbing its ass all over the carpet, comparing it to Iowa's offense. That is his go-to, baby. The thing is, too, I could see my dad. He's sitting in his chair, and he's just laughing as he does it. He, he. I, I think I told you this on Monday, maybe I he had a tweet drafted out after the Big Ten championship mm -hmm. game. And you told him not to tweet it. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, I don't know if it was. A... I was like, Dad, they didn't get embarrassed. Like, it, 26 to nothing. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, but like, if you watch the game, it didn't mm -hmm. seem like that big of a blowout. Like, they, I don't think it's how they feel about it. And he, oh, come on. Call me soft. <laughs> so is he going to the game tonight, too? Uh, no, I don't think he's going to come up two nights in a row. Oh, I, fraud I, fan. Fraud fan. He's just like my dad. Fraud. fraud. You know what's weird about my dad is like he personally knows the head coach and has for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And now he doesn't go to the games <laughs> as much. 
you'd think that he would be like, oh man, this is like, this is great. Mm-hmm. He could probably get front row if he wanted to, if he just asked. And he just like, no, oh, just watch it on TV. It is. It is a lot easier. Well, and it's a. In his defense, it's a two and a half hour drive, and you know these games are late. You know what I think is going to be noticeable tonight, and I don't know who's calling the game, but it's on ESPNU, correct? Yeah, I saw who's calling it. It's not a huge. It's not a bad crew. I, yeah, I think I did a, see it too. It's, it's not, not like a bad crew or anything like that. But I think you're going to notice a pretty big drop off in production from the women's game last. Fascinating, night to the men's you say tonight. that. So, you know, in Hilton, there's only one toilet stall. There's only one toilet for all the workers at the game. So uh-huh. the media, the restaurant people, male cheerleaders, anything. There is one toilet. Uh-huh. Not urinals. There is one toilet for everybody. Okay. And halftime, I sneak out there, you know, because I got to take a leak. And, and this guy... And I didn't even know this existed. You probably do. He runs around the country and works with ESPN, and he puts cameras and um, like microphones on the rims, like above the mm-hmm. rim. It's an above the rim shot. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yep. So this guy and I start chatting with him, and he he had never really been to Hilton before. So I'm showing him how where the media room is, and like he was lost. And I walked really good guy. I got to know him. Awesome dude. And I was like, oh, I just assume you're in town for two nights then because it would make sense that ESPN would keep the same truck and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, nope, nope. They didn't want to pay for it two nights in a row. We're leaving after tonight. There and you I go. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. But yeah, and, and that's an ESPN decision. They're like, no, we'll cut costs for the men's game. Yep. We're going to go all out on the women's game. It's wild how that how that works. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a noticeable drop off tonight in production. I I highly doubt there will be any live presence in the studio uh, at halftime. I think not the, for ESPNU. Yeah, I think the uh, the video production, like the 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 way the cameras will look, will be a little bit little bit down. There won't be as many people running cameras. So if there's a a big replay decision, there's not going to be as many angles. That's that that is. You rarely see that though, where a women's game gets the gets the nod over the men's game. And I'm Iowa State fans hate to hear it, but that's because of Caitlin Clark. Absolutely. And it's why when people say she's great for the sport, that's that's what they mean. She's bringing extra resources, extra attention to it, all that good stuff. Yep. So this we've been having fun with this on social media. We have an awesome promotion with our friends from Iowa Event Center and we have a great opportunity for a bunch of fans of two guys named Chris and Iowa everywhere I'll bring in Van Winkle so we have I believe 10 pairs of tickets like and these are good seats mm-hmm. well nine are, nine are good seats nine are really good seats one pair are the best seats correct you explain it so and we're, yeah, we're so, giving away so people need to go to iowaeverywhere.com and enter in this right Matt Yep, yep. So that's to enter to win just the the regular pair. The the good pair seats, they're great seats. But if you want to sit by me and C-Dub at the event, yes, ringside, baby. Go on to Twitter. I'll buy beers. Beers are on me. Cut your own promo. Doesn't doesn't really matter what it's about, but we encourage you to maybe go after Hassle. You guys didn't even ask me if I wanted to come with you guys to this. You Are you going to be around? You would ruin it. You would just make fun of everybody the whole night. I mean, I would, Chris. If you want to come, I'll take. I'd love to have you there. What if I, I just I decided just, to come? And it's then like just, taking my wife. You know to what? A dirt Never mind. Race. I don't, don't send do your it. videos in. Hassle's coming. We don't have a spot for you. You and your boy Seth Rollins. Yeah, I used to work out with Seth Rollins at the Davenport West YMCA. What? Seriously? Yes. What? So I like I didn't actually work out with him, but we worked out at the same time. <laughs> So I was a sophomore in college at St. Ambrose. And my buddy Manny, my my roommate Manny, we we lived with the priests, of course, at Hayes Hall at St. Ambrose. And we would drive down Locust Street down to the Davenport West YMCA, which was like in the high school. And we would we would work out there 
And Seth Rollins, I didn't know who he was at the time. And I don't, he wasn't obviously at the time a WWE superstar, but he had the beard. He'd come in with a full um, gallon of water or, you know, there might be workout mix in there or something, but he'd carry that thing around and just throw weight around all afternoon at this place. And Dude, you know, he's we, awesome. He he was he worked out with somebody else too that had like long hair and looked like a wrestler, but the, I couldn't believe it. He still a few lives years in later, Davenport. Did you know seeing that? him? Does he really? I so, couldn't believe it. The woman, seeing him become WWE champion just a few years after that, crazy. The woman on the screen, she has red hair. Two to the left of him mm-hmm. is his wife. Now, yeah, they like they still live in Davenport, and when he goes to the ring, it says from Davenport, Iowa. So yeah, he he wow. he. Unlike you, he hasn't sold out. <laughs> he stayed true to his roots. So yeah, we're cutting these promos. We want to have fun with this. I know uh, we've gotten a couple in. Matt, do you have any ones that you want to show our audience what we're looking for? So the winner, whoever we pick, whoever we think cuts the best promo, literally gets to sit ringside with me and Van Winkle. I'll buy the beer. We're gonna have a hell of a time on December the eighteenth. Well, we could play the one that I think we all saw. Chris, it's me. Don't remember me? That's okay, I remember you. I used to wave at you at the academy when you wanted my attention. Now I want your attention, Chris. You probably think you've seen a ghost, you paranormal freak. I didn't disappear like your hairline. And I'll be there Monday night at Raw sitting next to you to reveal who I am. My only question is, are these tickets guaranteed? Are they like your locks? Unreliable. Do I have your attention now, Chris? <laughs> That's scary. Oh, my God. That was so good that I would be like, I don't know if I'm going to pick that because I'm worried who that might <laughs> well, be. He, he That guy made a Twitter account called Clorinda Academy, and oh that was God. only post was that. So kudos to that guy. I love well, didn't it. Shipley so we- make a good one, too? Yeah, he did. Yeah, Shipley's was hilarious. I, was I can't dying. play it because I think it's got some copyright music in it. But oh, damn. Okay. Oh, yeah. wasn't it like a what did he say? A a a, a ladders, a, a, a like a placenta on a stick. Tables, match. it was tables, so ladders, funny. and placentas. No, no, God, it was tables, was... ladders, and Amish benches <laughs> match. Yeah, where you had to like climb up and, and grab the placenta. Okay, I'm just gonna play it. Every title. Every state. Now I'm coming for you, Hassle. <laughs> yeah, the greatest cyclone champion in history. Coming for your Amish bench title. <laughs> you sitting down there in your little hacienda in Florida, think you're all safe? Let me tell you something, you're not safe from anybody. Cyclones hit the Florida region as well, and here I come. But we're not going to have just some simple little match. No. Uh-uh. We're going to have a no-holds-bar placenta match. That's right. The streets are going to be stained with blood. Your ass is going to be laid out. I'll be standing over you, holding this title, sitting on that Amish bench. Maybe even take a dip in your pool. What are you going to do about that? You up for the challenge? I doubt it. Well done, Chris. Well done. It's so good. It is really good. These are great. We So, Matt, what's the deadline to get these in? Yeah, so I think we're going to pick winners on the 14th, December 14th. So Okay, so a week from today. week from today. So yep. Keep sending these in. You've got a week to do it. If you don't want to do a promo and if you don't want to sit with us, the, here's the difference between our contests and, like, the national ones. Like, it's only local people entering these. Mm-hmm. So you have a good like we're we're giving away nine other pairs of really good seats to WWE Raw on December the eighteenth. So you have a good chance to win. Go to iowaeverywhere.com and enter. I'll put that Frickin link in awesome. the chat too. I Frickin I awesome. was I was a little pissed off by yours, Williams. Why? Well, I mean, you're making fun of me being laid off by ESPN. Okay. Can I defend myself there? Look, if you're going to do it, you got to go all in and own it, brother. You can't no, walk something back. I'm you got to go all in and own it. You Because I'm so, coming for your ass. Two things. One, I know you can take it. Two, 
you've said publicly a million times how CBS is the best job you've ever had and insinuating that being laid off from ESPN was a good thing from you. So that's why I dove all in. And now you're coming Van Winkle's the one who made me throw that in there. That was all Maddie. And I was like, dude, that's freaking gold. I got, we may have had a little promo meeting before you cut that. And, uh, (laughs) Van Winkle's great at coming up with shit like that. It's phenomenal. (laughs) That was, it was really good. I was surprised like how well that was put together. (laughs) It's all Matt. I was just, I just held the phone up and and talked for a minute. It was all Matt with the editing. I, in That's fact, Williams, promo. my my producer at HQ, Noah Mendel, who has no Iowa ties, he scrolled across that video on Twitter in the newsroom yesterday, started playing it, and was laughing his ass off <laughs> at the, some of the stuff you were saying. Good. Tell Noah if he wants to get up to uh, catch a flight, we'll get him into WWE Raw with us. How about that? Yeah, he's not a Raw guy. Okay. He's not a raw dogger. That'll be a fun night though, because Van Winkle will have the we'll we'll capture a lot of fun stuff from that night. Is Aiden so. gonna be your DD? No. Hey Aiden, drop us off at the stadium and then come back and get us when it's over. We don't have a spot for you. <laughs> well, we just last, need you to be our driver. The last time Williams and I sat ringside at Raw, we got a little sloshed. So Oh my god. We sat with um Corey Corey Taylor from Slipknot. It was crazy. That was one of the wildest nights. I believe we went out downtown after that too. It was a long, long night. We've we've both aged a lot since then. I doubt we're gonna have a replay. All right, uh, get out of here. Heisman Trophy. Let's make a this score weekend. prediction for the night. Um, I'll, I'll I pick all, Iowa all three State. of us. All three of us. Iowa State by three. Game in go. the high seventies. So you going over or under the total? That would take it under? I think that would take it under. No, that would take it over. Um, take it over? I, I can't okay. remember the total. I'm bad at math. High seventies each, low eighties type. Game. Okay. I'm taking I'm taking those seven and a half points with Iowa. I think Iowa State I will too. win the game, but by five or so. Van Wink? I, I think it's a lower I think it's lower scoring, like seventy to sixty four Iowa State. So six okay. points. All right. All right. So we're Enjoy all going the game. Iowa State, but we're all going Iowa to cover. Enjoy the game. Enjoy NFL this weekend, Heisman Trophy. We appreciate you all tuning in to Two Guys Named Chris. Iowa everywhere.